Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of the Hamlet podcast. I must confess, when I drafted the list of potential subjects for these bonus podcasts, I didn't have anything like this episode on the list. But a recent ugly piece of criticism was levelled at the Royal Shakespeare Company's ethnically diverse production of Romeo and Juliet, prompting a good deal of outcry, and rightly so. It is incredibly dispiriting that in 2020, in the middle of everything going on in the world, a critic would feel it necessary to take swipes at the idea of seeing Shakespeare performed by actors who are not white. It really does seem to boil down to that. It seems to strike a nerve. Actors of colour are welcome to play Othello and Aaron the Moor, but statistics seem to suggest a kind of nervousness towards casting black men in leading roles. It is almost unbelievable to think that in the entire history of the Royal Shakespeare Company, a black actor was not cast as Hamlet until 2016. That actor was Papa Esiedu, and he starred in Simon Godwin's production at Stratford and later on tour. If you live in the United Kingdom or you can access the BBC iPlayer, it is now online as part of the Culture in Quarantine offerings currently available. Simon Godwin is one of the smartest and most interesting Shakespearean directors working today. It is worth noting that it took a white director at the peak of his professional powers to be let cast the role with an actor who looks like Esiedu. The fact that this was the first in-house production with a black Hamlet in the RSC's six-decade history tells, as Esiedu put it, its own story. Godwin and Esiedu collaborated quite closely on the project, focusing a good deal on Esiedu's own heritage. He was born and raised in the UK, but his family came from Ghana. Godwin and his team spent some time there, connecting with a culture that has a strong Christian community and a connection to the supernatural and to ghosts that is quite gone from contemporary Northern Europe. This connection was reflected within the production, which was cast with a company that was predominantly black. Esiedu's performance was sardonic, moody and very intelligent. I'm rather loath to comment that it was a powerful physical performance, or indeed that he spoke the text beautifully, since these are comments that can tend to be levelled at performers of colour in a patronising way, especially in the field of opera where I also work. It does seem extraordinary that it took 60 plus years for the RSC to cast an actor of colour in the role, and most of the other roles in the play. This of course puts or put immense pressure on the individual who has to carry the show, Any actor playing Hamlet is already like Atlas attempting to shoulder the entire world of the play, but being any kind of a pioneer in the role makes it doubly difficult. Thanks to the way technology is used these days, and how culture can be shared live on the internet, Esiedu live-tweeted throughout the broadcast last weekend, answering questions and acknowledging responses from the connected television audience. Many viewers tweeted their joy at seeing such representation, seeing their experience reflected in a landmark production by a major cultural institution. Esiedu acknowledged the pressure of being a black Hamlet, saying it was a difficult and unhelpful weight to shoulder as a 25-year-old inexperienced actor. When asked if being black influenced his portrayal, he insisted that me being me influenced my portrayal. He shared details of how the company worked together to develop the show's concept, drawing on communal experiences, and paid tribute in particular to designer Paul Wills for his collaboration on the already iconic spray-painted jacket, an homage to Jean-Paul Basquiat, that was reflected throughout the design. The questions and answers were mostly light-hearted, and the majority of Esiedu's answers were to thank people for their kind words and for tuning in, 
but he also showed great support and solidarity for others trying to make it in the industry. Essiedu is currently starring on the BBC's new drama, I May Destroy You, but left it up to the RSC in more than one tweet to determine whether he will be back there anytime soon. As for the criticism of The Romeo and Juliet, directed by Erica Wyman in 2018, the Sunday Times called it garishly diverse. In an open letter condemning the comment, artistic director Greg Doran said, Hamlet says that the purpose of playing is to hold the mirror up to nature. If, as a young person, you watch these great plays, but do not see your own face reflected in what you see, why should you engage? Our purpose at the RSC is to ensure that Shakespeare is for everyone, whatever your class or colour, and that we reflect the nation in all its diversity. And if that seems garish, then I can make no apology for that. The RSC has certainly had its problems with casting in the past. Recently enough, they came under fire for a production of the Chinese play The Orphan of Zhao. But the last ten years have seen a significant change in the range of faces being seen on their stages, attempting to hold that mirror up to the lived experience of 21st century England. Simon Godwin certainly deserves credit for creating a brilliant, rigorous production of the play, but does he need to be praised for casting a black actor? The only other major director to have done so, in the company he had been running for over a quarter of a century, was Peter Brook, who cast Adrian Lester in the part at the turn of the millennium. We discussed that production in the bonus episode dedicated to Peter Brook, but it is worth noting that Brook's company had long been noted for the international makeup of its members. Adrian Lester had certainly proved himself a Shakespearean actor of note by the time of Brook's production. He played Rosalind in a landmark all-male production of As You Like It for Cheek by Jowl, his breakout role, and also featured in Kenneth Branagh's film of Love's Labour's Lost. He had also been the first black actor to play Bobby, the lead in Stephen Sondheim's company, in a West End production in 1996. In Jonathan Kroll's book, Performing Hamlet, both Brooke and Lester discuss his performance in terms of how modern Lester's bearing was. The actor speaks of how his contemporary approach felt like a rebellion when compared with the reverence his fellow actors felt for Brooke, something that helped him to access Hamlet's feelings of isolation. Neither actor nor director really discuss Lester's ethnicity, in a utopian way perhaps trying to suggest it does not matter in France the way it seems to matter in the UK. According to the newspaper The Stage, when Essiedu was cast, he was only the seventh ethnic minority actor to play Hamlet in the United Kingdom since 1930. Almost a century before that, there was another actor of colour who attempted to make his way with Shakespeare. His name was Ira Aldridge, an African-American actor in the early 19th century who left the United States and performed in Europe. He came to the United Kingdom and toured as an actor there and made history in 1833 when Edmund Keane, one of the most famous actors of the time, collapsed on stage during a performance of Othello. Aldridge stepped in for Keane and thereby he became the first black actor to play a leading role at Covent Garden, then one of only two legitimate theatres in London. This was at the time that the abolition of slavery was being discussed in Parliament, so it was a very contentious moment. Aldridge surely represented both what might be possible for actors of colour and the threat to those who were still making money from the slave trade. Some praised his performance, but he was also barred from performing at Covent Garden again. This all but guaranteed that he would appear in no official histories, and he is very unfairly overlooked. 
He died and was buried in Poland, but he was brought back to public attention thanks to a play by Lolita Chakrabarty called Red Velvet. It imagines the backstage world of Aldridge's London, something of a star vehicle for Adrian Lester, who just happens to be the playwright's husband. The show has had repeated successes in the United Kingdom and hopefully will continue to bring the work and story of Ira Aldridge back into focus in a world that has effectively whitewashed his influence. I personally had a very different experience of the issues of race in Shakespeare while I was working in Japan on a production of Titus Andronicus swiftly followed by the same company's production of Othello. How is it possible to cast these roles in a Japanese production when the likelihood of finding an actor who is ethnically appropriate for the character as described in the text and whose Japanese is confident enough to play a Shakespearean lead? Blackface is no longer used there, although it has been in the past, as it was everywhere else, and it still appears horrifically enough in opera. In Ninagawa's production of Antony and Cleopatra, he cast an actress who is ethnically Korean, trying to find correlations between Rome and Egypt in the history between Japan and Korea. This may not have been entirely successful, but it was an interesting and sincere effort to interrogate racial otherness without stereotyping. As for Hamlet, it's worth noting that Ninagawa directed the play eight times, and only once cast a white person in the lead, and nobody batted an eye. It seems to be an issue only when the play is performed in English. I have to say that it still shocks me that a university production of Hamlet, on which I worked at UCLA, was ahead of the Royal Shakespeare Company by over half a decade in its casting of actors of colour as Hamlet, Gertrude and Ophelia. Coverage of a recent production of the play from the Gate Theatre in Dublin spent more time talking about the fact that its Hamlet, Ruth Negga, is female than any discussion of her ethnicity, which is perhaps something of a relief. A Netflix adaptation starring Riz Ahmed was announced quite some time ago. Let's hope it will get made in the not-too-socially-distant future. Casting non-white actors in Shakespeare is happening with increasing regularity, but it still feels like there isn't enough. It's not enough to cast actors of colour only in roles like Othello and Cleopatra as exotic characters who are already othered. Tokenism and box-ticking are weak solutions, just as they are in efforts to address systemic gender imbalances. And surely, surely there is room to be a bit more imaginative in the way we cast plays in the 21st century. The theatre has always been a place where we can go to see our world reflected in that mirror up to nature, but it can also be a place where theatre artists can show us a world that doesn't yet exist. Maybe, if we all keep doing the work, being generous, respectful, and taking a few more risks, we can start to see a theatre that is more welcoming and more exciting. We've already had a major reset button pushed this year. Let's hope what we make when we can start again is better. <laughs>